Welcome to Journey Church Podcast. It's great to have you with us. Here at Journey, we believe that Jesus should be accessible to anyone. So whether you're at home, work, or somewhere in between, you can have access to the weekend's worship experience. If you want to further connect with us, you can find us online at journeyorl.com or any social media platform using at journeyorl. We hope you enjoy the message. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. If you have a Bible, you can turn to it. If not, then it will be on the screen, so no worries. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18 says this, Where there is no vision, someone say vision, my people perish. I'll say it again. When there is no vision, someone say vision, the people perish. As you know and as you can probably tell, I wear glasses. Um, What you did not know is that I was not always a glasses wearer now. If you are a fellow glasses wearer, uh, don't leave me hanging. Come on, support me up here this morning. I wasn't always proud to be a glasses wearer, if I can admit. I don't even know if I'm using the right term. Just work with me here. I wasn't always proud to be a glasses wearer, uh, but now I am extremely proud of it. I am actually so proud of it that I actually get offended. I actually want to fight people who wear glasses just because it looks cool. Do you know these people? You know they don't wear glasses. But they go out wearing their wireframes, looking all cool. Stop it. If that's you, do not capitalize on my handicap, okay? We real glasses wearers, we know what's up. We know the struggle. You get to put it on and off whenever you want. Not me. I'm going to do an accident, okay? Now, I didn't know I was always a glass. I didn't, always, I didn't always know that I needed glasses. Unlike many of you who found out in your teenage years or maybe when you were a child, I discovered that I needed glasses in my mid-20s. And I've been arguing with my wife for two or three years, we don't even married, uh, that I did not need glasses. And she kept trying to convince me that I do. And I kept trying to argue with her, I don't have bad vision, you have awesome vision. You're, put, you're, you're trying to pressure me with your perfection, you know what I'm saying? Stop setting your standard over my life. Come on, somebody. Anyway, so, um, so but, I, but, but, but I should have looked at all the signs, you know, for whatever reason, whenever I would watch TV or play a video game, I would be like nose to the screen. You know, but I just told people that I was really into it, you know. And then I even remember when I paid extra, this is when DirecTV was doing like, like you pay extra to get like Ultra HD. And I bought an Ultra HD TV and I paid extra to get the Ultra HD feed from DirecTV. And when it all came in through, I was like, babe, you got to call DirecTV. She's like, why? I'm like, because the TV's fuzzy. She's like, it looks awesome to me. I'm like, nah, it's fuzzy. You got to call. We got to fight with them. I actually had the technician come out to my house for many years. I was under this deception and then one day we're on the highway and we're driving and we're going someplace I'd never been before and she's like babe exit 21 and I'm like I know and she's like exit 21 and I'm like I know and she starts to raise her voice she starts to get louder exit 21 and I'm like wives thee shall submit to thy husband my god let a brother breathe up in here exit 21 I got you she continues to get louder, exit 21, until I didn't see it until exit 21 was right on me. When exit 21's there, she goes, exit 21. And I'm like, scared. <laughs> you know, life hanging in the balance. And it was in that moment that I thought, I should probably go get checked. And so <laughs> I went to go get my eyesight checked. And it turns out that I'm nearsighted. Any of my nearsighted people in the house today? Yeah. Which means I can see close, but I can't see far away. So if I take off my glasses, like, thank you for coming to church, but I don't know. 
you're wearing red. You could be the chair. Like, I'm not really sure. Um, but uh, there you are. Um, and so that's me. And, um, and when I first got my glasses, the first question I asked myself was how could I, and maybe you, if you, like me, discovered that you needed glasses in the middle of your life, you kind of realize the moment you put them on, you, the first question you ask yourself is how did I live so long without them? How did I live so long without glasses? And when, as I started to reflect and review, I realized that the reason why I didn't really need my vision all that much is because 90% of the time I was driving to places that I had already been to. Like when was the last time you checked the street sign? You don't because the majority of your travel is to and from home, to and from work, to and from school, to and from church. And especially with GPS now, you don't ever look at street signs. You just let the lady tell you when to turn. Um, or the guy, however you set your preset. Um, mine's Australian. Anyway, um, so, you know, you never really, you, I never really needed it because I, was, I knew where I was going all, all, all the time. And for those of you who don't have glasses, you can possibly still connect with this point because that's the same reason why you can make it from your bedroom to your bathroom at 2 o'clock in the morning in pitch black dark and not even open your eyes. Raise your hand if you know what I'm talking about. You get the urge to go to the bathroom, everything's dark, and you're just up in there like Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. You're just like. And then you do your business and then you come back. You're not even, you're not even, you don't even try. It's like it's so ingrained, right? Because you have been there so many times that you can do it with your eyes closed. Here's, here's my point. You don't need vision uh, because we're so used to going to places that we've always been to. The only time you need vision is if you're trying to go somewhere that you've never been before. And, and I want to preach to you today on Vision Sunday about a vision for your life. Because you don't need vision if all you want to do in life is go to and from the same places. If all you want to do in life is go to and from the same relationships. If all you want to do in life is live your life paycheck to paycheck, month to month. You don't need vision if you want Sunday religion. If you just want to come up and get dressed and, you know, put on your smile, your fake smile, and come and do your thing and go back home. You don't need vision for religion. But if you want a faith that is bigger on Monday than it is on Sunday. If you want to wake up and actually go to a career that you enjoy waking up to. If you want the next year to be your best year yet. If you want to go somewhere that you've never gone before. You need vision. You need vision. And that's what I'm hoping this sermon is for you today. My prayer is that this would be a spiritual eye exam for you. That the great physician, that the great spiritual optometrist would come and test. Not test to see if you have nearsighted eyes, but test to see if you have nearsighted lives. Do you know what a nearsighted life is? A nearsighted life that is a life that can't see into tomorrow because the problems of today are obstructing their view. I'm talking about vision, but you can't hear vision. All you hear is rent. <laughs> I'm like, there's a plan for your life. You're like, uh, exams and all the college students said, hey, man, don't talk to me about vision. I'm just trying to make it <laughs> to my sophomore year. You know what I'm saying? Come at me with that. I get it. It's hard, to focus. it's hard to focus on a vision for tomorrow when you're just trying to make it through today. But my proposal to you is this, and it's a crazy one. It's that maybe it's focusing on a vision for tomorrow that helps you make it through today. Maybe the reason why you're struggling is not because you have problems, but because you have no vision. Can I be real? Can I be real? Say yes, Pastor. Your problem ain't that you got problems. You know why? Because we all got problems. I hate to break it to you. You got problems, I got problems. The person next to you, prophetically, I can tell. 
I can, I can feel the vibes right now. They got problems. And sure, some people's problems aren't as bad as yours, but you know what? Yours isn't as bad as theirs too. That verse didn't say, can we throw up Proverbs 29, 18 really quickly? That verse doesn't say where there are problems, the people perish. It says where there is no vision, the people perish. In other words, it's not the fact that you have a problem that is keeping you from living your best life. It's the fact that you can't see what's at the end of that problem. And so when you get in that problem, the weight of it weighs you down that you don't want to look or live to tomorrow. But take a lesson from pregnant women and all the people who have ever been pregnant in this house. Praise God because you made it. Some of you are like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. You're pregnant right now. <laughs> You're like, it's been tough. I've never heard one woman in my life, like, get excited about being pregnant. I've, I've, now, let me, I've, I've seen them get excited about having a baby. I've seen them love having a baby, but nobody loves being pregnant. No woman gets pregnant and goes, woo! Nine months of back pain. Can't wait. No woman gets pregnant and goes, woo, my body will never be the same again. All right. <laughs> never. But they do it. They do it. They'll have one baby. They'll have two babies. They'll have three babies. They'll have four babies. Why? Because there is a promise at the end of their problem. There is something that they're looking at already that helps them manage through it. Listen, your problem isn't that you don't have problems. Your problem is that you can't see past your problems to form a vision for your life. And that's what I want to do today. I want to help form a vision for your life. I don't want to do that by begin forming a vision for our church. And here is the vision for our church this year. I want to let you know where we're going because I think a church can perish for lack of vision as well. I think if we don't know where we're going as a church, then we'll get caught up in the little things, the little things that don't matter in church. And as Journey Church, we've got to be focused. And so here are some three huge announcements. Actually, I'm going to sneak a fourth in there. But three huge announcements that we've been waiting for today to let you know. First thing is where are we going in the next 12 months? Next Sunday, we are officially going to launch Journey Youth Experience. This is exciting. We're going to actually have our own youth service taking place on the second floor of this building at the 11 o'clock worship experience. So I got a big heart for my teenagers, middle schoolers, high schoolers, where you at? Come on, make some noise. Journey Youth, where you at? Um, we're going to have a special service for you on the top right here at 11. It's going to be great. You're going to enjoy it. I, I believe it's going to bless your life. Hey, the second thing I'm really excited about is something that we're launching next year called Journey Leadership Academy. Now, yeah. Now, I got an email today. I got an email last, this past week for a high schooler, a, a woman, a, a girl in high school who said to me, hey, I'm graduating high school, but I feel like God's calling me to ministry. I want to be a preacher, which I was like, amen, we need more women preachers. And uh, she said, what's my next step? I said, come this Sunday because I'm going to tell you what your next step is. This is your next step. JLA is going to be a program that is built on helping you become the best leader and the best minister you can be. We want to raise up pastors. We want to raise up church planners. We want to raise up worship leaders. We want to raise up missionaries. Hey, we want to raise up moms and dads who want to be better spiritual leaders of their household. And I'm so excited to launch this next year. And then don't play the next one yet. Don't play it yet. You beat me on the 930. This next one I'm really excited about. You know, we did a study and we found out that 90% of our church, this is true, we have 600 households in our database. We have almost 550 households whose zip codes are not the zip code in Winter Park. They travel from outside of Winter Park to come to our church. 90%. Raise your hand if that's you. If you don't, look around. 90%. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know why you come here. I'm so thankful. My man Seneca drives an hour. Where do you live at? Celebration? Champions Gate? Champions Gate. He comes. That's an hour away. He comes. And he comes to church every Sunday. They love it. They make it for the third song. But it's cool, bro. I'm cool with that. 
I get it. If anyone has an excuse, bro, it's you. You good. Jesus is cool with you coming on the third song. The rest of y'all get here on time, all right. Um, but you're good. Um, so here's what we thought about doing. Listen, how many people have ever heard of pop-up shops? Out of nowhere, you get on social media, boom, your favorite store or your favorite restaurant just opened up like a black den, but they're only there for one week. Well, I'm excited because in 2019, we're going to launch Pop-Up Church. Yeah. Pop-Up Church. We got over 550 households that come to Journey Church. And so one, once a quarter, we're actually going to bring Journey Church to you. And so here's my bet. Here's my bet. We're going to take the exact Sunday experience and we're going to do it on a Friday night closer to where you live. It's going to be the same Sunday. It's going to be on Friday night. Here's my, here's my hope. You have friends that you've been dying to invite to church, but you know it's far, and you know they're not going to make it. But I believe if they, if they get the taste journey one time, they're going to be hooked. And so my hope is that we'll do it in your town. You invite all your friends to come to pop-up church, and then they fall in love with it, and you be like, drive 30 minutes. All right, that's what you're going to do if you want to keep having You got to drive 30 minutes if you want to come and try it again. And so you actually were handed a survey when you walked in. That's why it's important for you guys to collect all the documents when they walk in. It's important because we're going to ask you for stuff sometimes. And on that document, there are four or five cities that we found that the majority of our church lives at. And so if you're a guest and you commuted as well, please, you are welcome to participate in this. We want to know uh, where you would want the first one to be at or the second one to be at. And so go ahead and choose your top choice there. We're going to take all that information and it's just pay attention to social media because out of nowhere we're going to have pop-up church. It's gonna, we're going to rent a building somewhere. We're going to do exactly what we do on Sunday on a Friday night so you can invite your coworkers, your neighbors, and hopefully they'll fall in love with Journey, but more importantly, fall in love with Jesus Christ. Amen. Also excited uh, to let you know that next Sunday, uh, Journey turns two officially. We turn two years old. I'm super pumped for that. Yeah, we turned two years old as a church. It's been amazing. Um, and uh, to make it special, how many people know that on a birthday, you usually get gifts? Well, on our birthday, we decided that we want to give you a gift. So we are giving out at every worship experience a free annual Disney pass in a raffle. I had to say that raffle part real quick because I was like, at every worship experience, a free annual. And I heard the way it was coming out and I was like, a little raffle. All right. And so, listen, it's a great Sunday to invite friends. When you walk into those doors next Sunday, you don't want to miss it. You're going to get a ticket, and we're going to just pick out of that a ticket, and somebody is walking out of here at the 930 with a free annual Disney Pass, and somebody's walking out of the 11 with a free annual Disney Pass. So, hack alert. If you want to be entered in twice, just come to both. <laughs> True story. We are not limiting, all right? So, if you want to enter in twice, come Come to both. And so, um, and we're also starting a brand new sermon series called Sun Stand Still next Sunday. And it's going to be about all the impossible situations. And just look at me and blink at me if you're, if you're needing God to do something that other people would call impossible in your life. Again, it's impossible. All right, we got a couple people suffering seizures in the audience right now. Just, <laughs> it's going crazy on me. Okay. Next Sunday is your, is your sermon series. All right. And it's built on our phrase for the year. We have a vision phrase for the year. And that vision phrase is this. Go to Luke. Go to Luke. <laughs> Book of Luke. Book of Luke. I almost said it before I read the Bible verse for it. Chapter, Luke chapter 11, verse 5 through 8. It goes like this. Then Jesus said to them, suppose you have a friend and go to him at midnight and say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless, somebody say audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. Hear me when I tell you the vision phrase for this next 12 months that I believe is going to guide our church and guard your life is simply this, audacity. 
audacity. It's a scary word. It's not really a praiseworthy word. It's not a word that we often use in a positive connotation. When someone says, can you believe that person had the audacity to, it usually doesn't end well. However, I've also found that when someone has the audacity to, that kind of person usually gets things done. And audacity is that double-edged sword. It's a bit rude. It's a bit in your face. But it's desperate. My wife is a bit audacious. Uh, about six months ago, she gets it from her father. And uh, about, about six months ago, uh, we had a lot of trash out in the front of the yard. And some garbage men came to pick it up and they left some trash. And she said, babe, should I call the sanitation department? I'm like, I didn't even know you could call the sanitation department. And she's like, no, that's their job. And they left. And I'm like, but it was kind of a lot. And they were like, no, that's their job. And I was like, all right, if you want to call. She called the sanitation. They came back, picked up all the garbage. Fast forward six months later from that phone call, we just got all of our grass replaced in our, our house because of the, the stupid HOA. And we did all the <laughs> grass we had to replace. And uh, I'm like, well, chill out, okay? That guy's house is purple. Deal with that first, okay, before you deal with my <laughs> Anyway, just venting. Let me just conversation. Um, anyway, so we, we got all this new grass. We got a ton of garbage bags. And I'm, I'm peeking out my window to see if the garbage man is going to throw out all my trash. And so I start peeking out the window. He comes to the, he starts throwing the trash. He looks over the trash. As I'm peeking out the window, I get caught. <laughs> I get caught. I'm looking out the window. And, and then he looks at me. We catch eyes. And then he goes like this. He goes. <laughs> I'm like, nah, chill. <laughs> I, close, I close the window. I wait a minute, about a minute, probably about 15 seconds. I look back, he's still there, arm waving, come out, come out, come out. I'm like, all right, oh man, I'm about to fight right now with this garbage guy. You know, I don't know if I could throw down. I was like, babe, come on, give me the bat. You know what I'm saying? We got there. Can I help you, sir? No. And so, if you're new to our church, this is as good as it gets. This is fine. This is me. I go out there, and he goes, hey, sir. I'm like, yes, sir. And uh, he's like, you got a lot of trash here. And I'm like, yeah, man. He goes, I just want you to know it's my intention to pick it all up. He goes, he goes, but the truck is full, and I can't pick it up right now. I'm going to have to come back and pick it up later. And I thought, wow, that, I was like, first of all, that's really kind of you. And he goes, yeah. I go, man, thank you. He goes, yeah. He goes, I just don't want you to call the office. <laughs> and he gets into his truck and he bounces. Six months later. And Liz comes up to me. I told Liz the story. She's dying laughing. And I'm like, I'm like, babe, look what you did. Like, our sanitation people are like nervous to pick up a trash. Like, and, and I said, and, and she goes, she goes, do you like that about me? I go, what do you mean? She goes, am I a pain in the butt or do you like that I get things done? I was like, it depends if you're trying to get me to do it. Or if you're doing it with someone else, if I'm being real. Um, but... But as I thought about it, I go, you know what, actually, I do like that about you because she's never been that way for herself. She's always been that way for her family. Here's my thing about audacity. I don't want to be audacious for our sake. We've got some journey car decals. They're circled. They have a journey J-wing on it. It's really cool to put on the back of your car. You can go ahead and take that for free under the blue tent. But I don't want to be audacious for our sake. I don't want to build a church for our sake. I don't want to brag and throw on social media and be all this for us. I want to do it because I know that there's a dying, hurting world out there. And then by building this church, we're going to help build that world. I love the fact that audacity is shameless. But I think that true audacity is not just shameless, it's selfless. And the thing about this story, if we can go to verse 6 really quickly, he was audacious, but he wasn't audacious for himself. I mean, the audacity, knocking on somebody's house at midnight for some food. I'm sorry. If you knock on my door at midnight, I don't care how hungry you are. You better come back in the morning. 
I'm not even going to pretend to hear it. The next thing you'll hear are the police behind you asking you, what are you doing knocking on this man's house at 2 o'clock in the morning? But look what he was audacious for. A friend of mine has come to me. True audacity has nothing to do with you or for your sake. We're being audacious for the sake of others. Somebody say amen. And I have a vision of Journey Church, an audacious vision of people who do audacious things. Listen to me. Let 2019 be your audacious year where you do something crazy for Jesus Christ because of the frustration that's been building inside of you. I believe God can do a miracle in your life. Listen to me. I, I see Journey Church. When I speak of Journey Church, I see a person who has the audacity, listen to me, to take a week leave from their job without pay to go on a mission trip to Ethiopia. The audacity. I got bills to pay. I know it's pretty audacious. But that's how much you care about someone else finding hope. When I see Journey Church, I see a person who has the audacity to pray for a sick coworker at, at their job in public. With permission. Don't be weird. Don't just walk up to him and be like, in the name of Jesus, santo. And just hit him and just walk. Don't do that. Don't do that. If you do do that, please don't tell people you come to our church, okay? <laughs> tell them you're a Mormon or something. I don't know. When I see Journey Church, I see people. I see a person. Listen, I see a parent who has the audacity to look at their rebellious teenager in the eye in the midst of their very worst self and say, you are a child of God. This is not the life you will always live. There's got a destiny for you. There's a plan for you. God's going to turn this around in your life. An audacity to speak future over their children's lives even when their children aren't living the life that they thought they would. I see a single mom on minimum wage trying to feed four kids who has the audacity to give God the first percent of her time. Audacity. People call you stupid. You call yourself audacious. When I see Journey Church, I see a community of people who are willing to walk with someone else back home to God, even though they're limping themselves. Now, I haven't showed you this because I'm trying to preach, but when I did a little Mission Impossible stunt there, I'm pretty sure my knee's bleeding right now. It's, it's <laughs> but you would never know. I'm just making this up as I go along. It hurts right now a lot. I'm going to check this out when this message is done. I should have done it. But you would never know because I'm in the midst of serving you. And I love serving you so much. My pain is hiding underneath the shadow of my purpose. I see a community of people who have the audacity to say, even though I'm limping, I'm going to help you walk back home. I love Francisco, the man right there. He's our MD. He does all the little arrangements and stuff. I asked him how he was doing this morning. First off, he was like, bro, I'm excited because there's something that's going to be awesome. And I was like, how everything else? He's like, life's a little hard. Been unemployed for a while. My wife's the only income right now. It's been tough. And I was like, I didn't tell him this, but I'm like, do I need to minister to you right now? <laughs> do I break out of the mood? Before I could even say a word, again, he's like, oh, man, I can't wait for today. You see, problems don't go away. Purpose is found. Can I tell you something that is super not encouraging? Once you get past this problem, the next one will come. <laughs> like life isn't a video game that you beat. And then you keep on your shelf and brag to all your friends about how you beat it. It's a cycle. 
ups and downs, backs and forths. The only way you make it through is to figure out why you came in the first place. It's a vision. And that's my word over you. Audacity. I believe 2019, we're going to do things. You know, this church has no business having church in another building. We still haven't filled up this building yet. Somebody say amen. It's so dumb. Who said it? I don't know who said it. It's so crazy and just my work, right? That's the kind of life I want to live. Audacious life. And I want to partner with you, Audacity, today. When you walked in, you were handed a little, you haven't been, I don't know if any of you guys have it, it's a little black thing. Audacious. Show it to me. Pick it up. Yeah, yeah, come on, bring that up real quick, Josiah. We just met Josiah today. This is Josiah's first time at Journey Church. Welcome, man. It says audacious on it, and it says prayer. Here's what I want you to do right now, right now. I want you to turn this thing around, and if you've got a pen, if not, there's some in the lobby. I want you to write on this back of this card an audacious prayer, one prayer for 2019, that you were, if God could do this in my life, everything would change. I want you to write this down, then I want you to take it, and I want you to tie it on the little black wall that we have. Here's what we're going to do during this series, Sun Stand Still. We're going to have these prayers out there for the entire sermon series. You don't have to put your name on it. It can be completely anonymous. But as we start a three-week series on doing impossible things, I want you to walk past this every Sunday as a reminder that God's going to do it in your life. But I got one better for you. Once the series is over, the staff, all of us, I say all of us, but there's four of us, we're going to, we have a, we have a headquarters. We don't have an office. We have a headquarters, okay? Nobody ever changed the world from an office. We have headquarters. We're going to take these and we're going to put them up in our headquarters. They're going to be on our wall for the next 12 months. And every morning that we come in for a meeting, we're going to lay hands on that wall. And we're going to stand with you for your audacious prayer request. And you might have forgotten it, but a year from now, I guarantee you, we'll be praying for it. We'll be praying for it. So would you stand at your feet right now? I want to invite anybody in this building tonight, today, who maybe hasn't yet made a decision to follow Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you're here and you're thinking, you know what? The vision for my life, I can tell it starts with Jesus, and I don't really have Jesus in my life. If that's you, I want to invite the whole church. Would you just give those people a moment of privacy? Close your eyes and bow your head. Just not look around for just a second. I want to give that person a moment of privacy. Why? Because for you, a vision for your life is a relationship with Jesus. And I want you to take that step today. So when I say three, I want you to shoot your right hand in the sky as a signal. I need a relationship with Jesus Christ, and I need that to start right here, right now. Nobody's peeking, nobody's looking. When I say three, if that's you, raise your right hand to the sky in a signal. One, two, three. Right now is a signal. You want Jesus Christ in your life. Come on, I see that hand, brother. Come on, I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. Go ahead and put it down. Journey Church, if you can hear my voice, repeat after me. Father God, I see the vision for my life. And I want you. Jesus. I want to be new. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed and encouraged by this message. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. If you would like to share your testimony or if you have any prayer requests, 
please email us amen at journeyorl.com where we'll have a team of people ready to celebrate with you and pray with you. Also, if you would like to help support the ministry of Journey Church in a financial way, you can do so by visiting journeyorl.com and choosing the giving option. Or text journeyorl to 77977. We hope you'll join us again soon. Have a great week.